0: Welcome to this episode 227. I'm joined by Charlene J. Deva, Workplace Relations Consultant. Welcome, Charlene. Now, Charlene, you've uh, you've come back uh, to do your second podcast, Uh, so I assume you did not uh, find the experience as traumatic as some members of the team warned you it would be. Uh, So welcome back, and uh, it's like we've done this a million times already. So uh, today, uh, today's clues on the screen. If you could have a look at that. What's the
1: letter? What's the letter? What's the letter? What's the letter? What's the letter? What's the, letter? What's the, letter? the letter of the
0: W-C-T-W-M-S. And maybe just, maybe just play, for those people playing at home. Could you just describe the clue?
1: Okay, so I can see the Sesame Street characters. Um, displaying the letters of the alphabet
0: and so based on that clue and that clue alone what would you say today's topic is
1: okay so ctwms i would say crisis team workload management system
0: and you're absolutely correct it's the the topic for today is the crisis team workload management system contained within the new mental health agreement well done
1: Uh, The Mental Health Agreement already has a Community Workload Management System, CWMS, so why was the CTWMS introduced?
0: Yeah, so the CWMS was introduced in the 2016 agreement, but the principles underpinning the CWMS first came about by the Victorian Public Mental Health Caseload Management Standards of 2011, that was published uh, by the department following consultation with all key stakeholders. And what the 2011 standards focused on was uh, workload within those teams uh, in the community that had caseloads. With the introduction of the CWS clause in 2016, there was a push to try and apply the clause to those community teams whose work uh, more focused on crisis response than the traditional community caseload team. So um, in essence, this clause was uh, designed to cover that gap.
1: Some members attempted to extend the CWMS to the community crisis
0: teams. Yeah, so in in essence, it it didn't work. Um, Community crisis teams worked differently to those community caseload teams. So uh, whilst the CWMS didn't didn't work, it was acknowledged that crisis teams also face uh, workload challenges and something was needed to be put in place to ensure that the workload of these teams were also reasonable. So an equivalent to the CWMS was needed for these crisis teams. And that obviously benefits employees, but it also benefits employers. Um, uh, of course, uh, burnout and staff turnover can be signs of excessive workload in the workplace. And uh, you know, with our workload, with our uh, labour force or workforce shortages at the moment or challenges, then we want to retain as many people as we can. So, really, it's to address our workload issues in the in the crisis teams.
1: Who does the CTWMS apply to?
0: So the CTWMS is located at clause 61 of the agreement and clause 61.1 provides the scope of the clause and you can see that on the screen at the moment. So a crisis team means uh, for the purpose of this clause eCAT cat triage or like service integrated teams which perform both crisis and case management functions will continue to utilize the community workload management system actually at clause 60 it's not 51.
1: So a crisis team is an eCAT cat triage or like service
0: correct sometimes members will call these uh, types of services something else but they fulfill the same purpose that is they respond to community needs in time of crisis the other important part of the definition relates to those situations where a team may undertake both crisis work and case management work Uh, in these circumstances those integrated teams would apply the cwms so um, that can be a little bit tricky as we talked about before the cwms is is really difficult to apply to crisis teams Um, so um, so members may need to consider how they structure these teams with the workload management frameworks in mind so how
1: does the ctwms work
0: so the ctwms acknowledges that when crisis conditions are at work they will often need to undertake uh, the most urgent work possible and that often is prioritized so what uh, so there's no sort of structural mechanism within the agreement to counter that and that's what the ctwms does so the operative Operative clause is at 61.2 and that's uh, can be seen on the screen at the moment and how that operates is that um, uh, people are an employee of a crisis team will be rostered the following time free from direct clinical care um, and that's non direct clinical time uh, and if you're and it's dependent upon your EFTs how much time you're uh, rostered to be free from direct clinical care
1: is non direct clinical time defined by the clause.
0: It's not, uh, but it really just means time away from direct patient contact. So inserting definitions, so the, the parties did talk about it, uh, but inserting defini- definitions can be uh, tricky sometimes and can produce unintended consequences. So the parties left it undefined, believing that the meaning of the term was uh, was jointly understood across the sector. We were like anything though if uh, if any members do experience any uh, differences in interpretation then we'd like to know because it there's always the possibility that we can insert a definition into the next agreement if we needed to but we don't anticipate it being a problem
1: the text of 91.2 allocates certain days of non-direct clinical time per month how does this operate
0: yeah so the time I've done direct uh, clinical time allocated each month depends on the EFT of the employee, so um, if you're 0.9 to full time then it's two clear days per month worked, Uh, if you're 0.4 to 0.8 then it's one clear day per month, and then uh, if you're less than 0.4 there's no allocation of of, um, non-direct clinical time. How
1: do you determine the EFT?
0: Well fortunately there's a sub clause that addresses this very subject so that's contained at 61.3 and what that says is that it's based on contracted hours unless 61.3 B applies so uh, 61.3 B says that where an employee formally increases their contracted hours for a single period greater than a fortnight as the additional rostered hours will count for the purpose of the EFT referred to in clause 61.2 so Most people, it will just be their contracted hours, with that one exception, if they formally vary their hours for a period greater than a fortnight.
1: I noticed that 61.2 includes a date that the clause commences from. Why was this included?
0: So it's not unusual to have dates allocated to certain cost matters within the agreement, and these are predominantly used by government to cost the agreement. So a challenge does occur uh, where there's delays in having the agreement approved and implemented, and that's what's happened in this case. So um uh it was anticipated that the agreement would have been implemented prior to that date but unfortunately it wasn't so um normally this requires a level of back pay but 61.3 is a little different to this though and we would say that obligation is prospective from the commencement of the agreement
1: is a month really a month
0: yes a month is a month for the purpose of that clause
1: With the agreement having now commenced what should employers be prioritizing
0: Uh, so really the the priority should be on um, placing that uh, non-direct clinical time onto the roster um, as soon as uh, as at the commencement of the next roster period after the implementation of the agreement
1: and why is this important
0: uh, because of clause uh, 61.4b, which reads, uh, as you can see on the screen, employees' non direct clinical time may be altered by the employer once during the roster period. If, however, it is altered more than once and the employer consequently performs consequently direct clinical work during the previously rostered non direct care clinical time, then such hours will be paid at overtime rates of pay. So it has implications for when uh, for overtime rates and when you can change them so as soon as you can get them on the roster the better because otherwise you may experience claims for that period of time in that month to be paid at overtime rates
1: thank you for taking us through the crisis team workload management system classification translation
0: my pleasure